Hello everyone, welcome back to Fantasy Breakdown. Another episode today, this time we're going to cover the Buffalo Bills. I'm Courtney, this is my co-host James. Hi. So James, let's go ahead and get jump right in here. We got the coaching staff in their, what, third year now? The first year, Coach McDermott led the team to the playoffs. Yeah. St- stunningly led the team to the playoffs, right? Yeah, they, there's been a little bit of turnover in the coaching staff this year, actually. Yeah, well, Coach McDermott has that defensive background, and like I said, he led the team to the playoffs, not last year, but previous year. Caught everybody by surprise. We got this offensive coordinator, Brian DeBowell. He coached Alabama, also his offensive coordinator. That, and he's got five Super Bowl wins with New England. Yeah, I think he's gonna be. He's a good uh, coordinator there. Um, they have they 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 signed or hired uh, offensive line coach Bobby Johnson this year, who actually has twenty years of tight end or offensive line yeah, coaching experience. Yeah, let's talk about that. They fired the offensive line coach, special teams coach, wide receiver coach. They just cleaned house. Yeah, quarterback coach. McDermott's yeah. lucky he didn't get canned, it sounds like. <laughs> McDermott was the one in charge of all these firings. Um, the the offensive line line coach, he has a lot of experience there, and he was um, Indianapolis's offensive line assistant last year. Oh, yeah, one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. Yeah. Transformed that offensive line, as a matter of fact. Yeah. They also hired Ken Dorsey to be their quarterback coach, former NFL quarterback, and he was also the Panthers quarterback coach during Cam Newton's MVP season. Yeah, he's got a Heisman Trophy under his belt, I believe, there at the mm-hmm. University of Miami. He does. I think he's going to help a lot with the development of Josh Allen. Yeah, and we got Leslie Fla- and Leslie Frazier coaching that defense. This is a good Bills defense, right, James? Yeah. It's, they lost a key component, but I think it'll be... Similar to last year's production, almost. All right. Let's move on to that offensive line and talk about that. That's where we've got a lot of new faces along. Yeah, there's a lot of turnover right? here. They, they First off, they drafted Oklahoma tackle Cody Ford in the second round. Yeah, this team really, they won the offseason, basically. They brought in six new offensive linemen. You got John Brown, Cole Beasley, Tyler Croft. Defensive additions, Ed Oliver, and like you say, Cody Ford that, along that offense line. He's got first-round talent, but they picked him up, what, the second round? Yeah. So, he he was part of Kyler Murray's big Heisman season last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's possible you could have five new starters. They just got to find the right combo with all these new faces before week one. Yeah, they signed center Mitch Morse from Kansas City. And guard Quentin Spain from Tennessee. Uh, they also signed Ty Neske from Washington to back up Cody Ford and a couple other backups there, too. Well, they're going to be protecting franchise quarterback Josh Allen. Franchise <laughs> quarterback. I, last year, he had actually the eighth highest sack percentage. That should improve with a better offensive line and should improve his statistics overall. Well, he also, speaking of eight, had eight rushing TDs, the most since Cam Newton in 2015. Yeah, I... As far as quarterbacks go, anyways. I think Josh Allen will improve a little bit. I wasn't high on Josh Allen this last year, and I'm 
not super high on him this year. Well, he's a much better rusher than anyone had expected. 52.6 yards per game. That, again, eighth, we're keeping on that theme, ranked eighth all time for a single season by a quarterback. He does have big playability showcased by that five touchdowns against the Dolphins, I think, in the season finale. Yeah, I don't. I just don't see a lot of passing production coming from Josh Allen. Well, towards the end of the season, he really started to impress the coaches and started making better decisions. His one thing he needs to work on, he's very inaccurate. He struggles a lot under pressure. Yeah, I love it. That should improve with a better offensive line. He's going to be under pressure less, well, it hypothetically. Was his, it was his top priority during the offseason, so the jury's still out on him, basically. we got to wait and see. I think, re- regardless of his flaws, I think he, he he's not going to be a great passer. He, I think he could get around 3,000 yards passing and maybe 20 touchdowns. I think he's going to have a lot of interceptions, though, too. Well, like I said, he, you know, if he... This team's going to go as far as Josh Allen can take them. I'll say that. They could challenge for the second spot in the AFC East. That's how defensively this team's loaded. A lot of talent on that defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I think his his rushing will go slightly down this year, his rushing numbers, but that'll lead to a slight increase in passing production. Well, the bowl needs to take off the kid's love, take the kid gloves and let this guy play. You know, he can make things happen. He's got abilities that's showcased. He had a couple huge games fantasy-wise last year. I think having Ken Dorsey as a quarterback coach is also going to help improve him a lot, too. Well, he's amongst the league leaders in the the passing the deep balls attempted and that could uh, that's his strength right there. Just he's got to improve that accuracy, or else it's going to be a tough time for him. But. Like I said, I think he'll get around three thousand yards passing, twenty TDs, and about fifteen interceptions. How many rushing yards is he going to get? Because rushing is his strength. I was getting there. I think he's going to get about seven hundred fifty yards. Oof. Wow, that's a big number. Yeah, seven touchdowns. I think that's a slight decline from last year. And he's going to get a lot of fumbles, I think, too. He had a lot of fumbles last year. I think he has seven touchdowns, seven fumbles. So his average draft position right now is about number 20, 21, right in that range. So with that scrambling ability in mind, like I said, sometimes that's a NFL nightmare, but it can translate into a lot of fantasy production. Are you taking this guy over a straight pocket passer like uh, Matthew Stafford? No, I don't think so. I think Stafford is a much safer pick than Josh Allen, especially with Josh Allen had a lot of turnovers last year. You know what safe gets you, James? Safe gets you fifth place. For a backup, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think Josh Allen is going to have a lot of turnovers this year, just like you did last year. I don't see that number improving very much. What about the GOAT, Tom Brady? You take him over Brady? No, Tom Brady isn't not he's getting up there. He's what 40, 48 years old now. He he, he ran his forty yard dash <laughs> last week, and it was faster than his draft combine. Forty one years old. I was yeah. a little yeah. <laughs> joking there. So uh, he's right in that twenty range to me. I think 
I'd give this guy a shot in a super flex, a two-quarterback league, something like that. I just don't think we're on the He's same He's got a lot of there. moxie. Let's say that. A lot of moxie. I just don't think... I don't I don't think I would take Josh Allen in, in any circumstance. He can take a lick. I've seen him in his college <laughs> games against Oregon. He just got beat up that one game. <laughs> what about running backs? Do you know anything about the running backs? Oh, let me tell you about the running backs, mister. I know LaShawn McCoy. What about him? Well, he really struggled last season with the, <laughs> <laughs> the off-field issues. And uh, his game went downhill a little bit, to say the least. But I think he's going to bounce back and be productive. Even with Frank Gore there? Is his... You know, he really begged Frank, begged the coaching staff to bring Frank Gore in so he could be a mentor to McCoy. But I think Frank Gore would take a lot of carries from McCoy. Uh, no, 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 no. Shady is the premier upper echelon running back. He's over getting a little bit over the hill, but he will still produce. Frank Gore had over 700 yards rushing last year. He had almost one of the highest yards per carries of his Jay, career. Father time catches up with everybody, okay? Eventually you'll learn this. But as for now, McCoy's still got a couple more good years left in him, I think. I think behind this revamped offensive line and uh, Josh Allen moving the ball a little bit, hopefully he can be a little bit more accurate this year. I think uh, Shady could put up some decent numbers. Well, I doubt jumping on the Shady train or Frank is going to be a great plan, and I think Frank Gore has to succumb to age eventually. I don't think either of them get over 750 yards with like five or six touchdowns but the i you you lift your sleepers all see all season so far here's one of my sleepers devin singletary the rookie from florida atlantic third round pick fourth on the depth chart right no he's third he's third (laughs) his sophomore year at florida atlantic he had almost 2,000 rushing yards where where is this florida atlantic you speak of in florida where what city is Florida Atlantic? In is Florida. this Division Two or Division One? No, FAU, number one, <laughs> Division One. He he had almost two k rushing yards his sophomore year. Who else was there with him running the ball? He, he doesn't need anyone else. He's a bell cow running back. He had almost two thousand yards his sophomore year, like sixteen hundred his junior year, and then he got drafted. So, I so Devin Singletary is just gonna walk in and steal the job from Shady McCoy. I think if they both end up being mediocre, then Devin Singletary could get a chance. Now, what about this? What if Shady McCoy gets traded? That that could also be an opening for Singletary. I what, think come the end of the season, he's just gonna disappear off the depth chart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, he is. I think come come the end of the season, Devin Singletary will be getting significant carries. Okay, well let's talk about Lashawn McCoy a little bit more since he's gonna be the future back right from the get go. So, are you gonna take him on your roster? Or no, I'm not personally. I don't. He hasn't been good the last couple seasons. I haven't been on my team last season tanking oh, me. I'll, I'll just hold up there. The year before last, with the off-season issues and stuff he had at the start of the season that kind of hampered him, the season before that he was very very effective, led this team to the playoffs. I don't know if led is the word. I oh, d- who else led him? Tyrod Taylor? Yeah. No. Air- T-Mobile. Okay, so... 
you're not taking McCoy at all. You're not touching him at all. Even no. if it's a, it's going to be a running back by committee there. RB four. You're not even taking him on your team. No, it's a running back by committee, and I try to stay Once away again, from those. My fantasy team would trump your fantasy team because Shady McCoy, he had a spot on my team last year and let me down a little bit, but. Yeah, you dropped him in the middle of the season, huh? <laughs> I still have some, real great for you. I still have some faith, and I think he could be effective. Uh, dropped him by like week eight. You didn't even give him a shot. I'm putting him there, right on the edge of the. Probably my my last starter I would take as far as running backs go. I could see him being a running back three or four on my team, so. Kind of yeah. in that, uh, let's say, Jordan Howard range, something like that. Frank Gore had almost the highest yards per carry of his career. And had okay, you're talking about Frank Gore. Are you taking Frank Gore? 750 yards in the Adam Gase offense, which was known for for pulling Kenyon, Kenyon Drake's numbers way back. Frank Gore still put up 700 yards in that offense. Are you taking Frank Gore then? No, because I think they'll both be the. It'll be a running back by committee, and they'll split carries. And I don't want to be in any situation that splits carries. So, do you think Devin Singletary is going to win this job outright at no. any point this season? I think he could by the very end of the season, like during the playoffs. I don't think it'll oh, be. So you think Buffalo's making the playoffs? No, this no, is the a fantasy hot playoffs. Take right here. Fantasy playoffs. <laughs> no. Oh. I thought Buffalo was going to the playoffs. And no, not. fantasy playoffs. I think he might be able to so move them over. you're going to have Devin Singletary as your red hot, scorching hot, blockbuster pick, and you're not even going to put him on your roster. I never said that. I said he, I said I might stash him. What type of baller is this if he can't even make your team? I said I might stash him. He, he, you can't be both sides of the fence, James. Either he's on your team or off your team. He, he's not on mine. He's a great. He's he's a great rushing running back. He's not a great receiving back, but that doesn't matter with Josh Allen. I think if one of McCoy or Gore goes down, then Singletary is going to get big big numbers. Let's not forget about T.J. Yeldon. I'm forgetting about T.J. Yeldon. Wow, you're just writing him off, huh? Yep. All right. Well, we'll come back to this mid-November and we'll talk about Devin Singletary. How about that? What do you think on the wide receiver front? Let's move on to that. They brought in John Brown, boomer bust John Brown, usually bust. And then they brought in uh, John Brown had a decent year old last year. Mr. Steady Cole Beasley. John Brown had a decent year last year. Don't don't call him mostly bust. <laughs> I think. This Cole is. Beasley, a couple new faces to go along with these up-and-coming receivers. You know, Robert Foster, Zay Jones. I think that this this team is offense is a lot similar to the Baltimore offense from last episode, where jo- Josh Allen is going to be about the same production as Lamar Jackson. He's not a fantastic passer. He's not going to put up a ton of pa- passing production. And I think that makes these receivers... Uh, players that I would tend to avoid. Really? Because Robert Foster, over his, the course of the last seven games of the season, working with Josh Allen, uh, 20 yards per catch, 526 yards over those seven games. He's got the connection to uh, Brian DeBole, the offensive coordinator. They both go back to Alabama. Uh, 
Foster walked on, to, or not walked on, he was a free agent to this team. He was a highly touted recruit out of uh, Alabama. Yeah, I just, Back I, in the day, this guy's got speed to burn, James. I, I just don't see it happening. I think that's an outlier, an exception. Okay, you call him an exception, then what about Zay Jones? I'm saying that that time that time frame is an exception to the rule. I don't think Josh Allen is going to be a fantastic passing quarterback. We're talking about the receivers now. We're not talking about I, I'm Josh talking. Allen. I don't think Josh Allen's going to pass the ball enough to Josh Allen, warrant good production. As I stated earlier, made really good decisions coming down the home stretch there. And I'm saying I don't think that's going to Five TDs his last game against the Dolphins. Yep. Granted, he threw a game where Trubisky had six TDs last year. You're going to take six to uh, (laughs) lose the game, but that's another story. So, Robert Foster, John Brown, Zay Jones, Cole Beasley, Andre Roberts, more of a special team standout. Are you taking any of these guys? I, I told you, I don't think I am. I think I see Zay Jones getting the most touchdowns, actually, on this team. I think... He's a big guy. He's going to be a big red zone target for them. Well, he certainly was last year with his seven TDs. Exactly. I think he's going to get the most TDs. I could see John Brown getting the most yards on the team, but I don't think he's going to have a 1,000-yard season. Robert Foster could be up there for the most yards, too. I just don't see either of them getting, like, 900 yards. I think they both get less than that. So neither one of these guys are on your team. I don't think so. Or none of these four guys. Yeah. What I about Beasley? So. I Mr. Think, Reliable. I think Beasley will end, could end up like number two in both yards and touchdowns. I just don't. I don't think he's going to be number one in either of them. I just don't think any of these guys are going to be putting up the production that you want from even a flex. You might be able to put them in as a flex. Zay Jones is going to be really touchdown reliant and. I'll tell you what, on the last round of my draft, because I'm not looking to take a kicker my last round, I'm going to put Robert Foster's Zay Jones on my team. They're available. Zay's worked on a strength. He was awarded by his teammates the most improved body. He's got something to prove next year. I like Zay Jones he's last really, year. I think he's most likely to emerge. I liked Zay Jones last year, and you ridiculed me for it, but... That's a different story. This team has a going to have a greater emphasis on short to intermediate passes. Yeah. And that's right in Jones's wheelhouse. Uh, Put Zay Jones on your team, everyone. <laughs> wow. Yep. Going along with that short passing game, what are you, what about their tight ends? Do you see anything happening with their tight ends? Well, they're going to try to do a little more emphasis on the short intermediate passing game, but Josh Allen's accuracy is the issue. Yeah. Um, I don't see them going to the tight ends a whole lot. They brought in this kid from uh, Mississippi. What's Ole his Miss. name? Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox. Yes. He he's, wasn't even. He he's wasn't, got some potential. He right? wasn't he's, a. He wasn't a great receiver in college, anyways. I think he's coming to the Bills to mostly be a blocker. Yeah, they could use some extra help on that. Um, Offensive line, that's for sure. They also signed Tyler Croft from Cincinnati, who actually broke his foot in OTAs, and he's he might be end up on the uh, PUP list to start the season. Oh, so Knox might get in there right from the go-ahead, huh? Yeah, I just I think Croft 
Croft put up like 400 yards. Well, I think if Allen's looking to have these short passes, I think they're going to Zay Jones or LaShawn McCoy. But Allen's biggest strength is running surprise everybody, but his ability to throw the deep ball, that's his. And Robert Foster, you got the shifty little John Brown. Mm -hmm. Foster's going to get a lot of yards. Like I said, 526 over those last seven games. Yeah, the key to this team is their defense. Okay, the key is Josh Allen, James. It's not the defense. The defense is the strongest part of this team, but the key is Josh Allen. That's what I meant. And his ability to continue in his progression. He needs to become more accurate with the football. If he can become more accurate and get some of these short, quick passes to Zay Jones, the deep passes to Robert Foster... Yeah, Cole Beasley there to help out, take some pressure off of him. He is the key. Now, the strength of the team that, that's, is that, that defense. That, that's what I was trying to say was that the best part, part of them is the defense. Last year they were the number one passing defense in the league. Um, not as good defensively. They were right in the middle of the pack. They were number 16 rushing. Well, they had led the league in yards allowed per pass play. That's what you just said, right? Yeah. Yeah, this defense is good. They got the cornerback, Tredavious White. He's a rising star. Linebacker, Tremaine Edmonds. He's young and has tremendous potential. And then you got this draft pick, Ed Oliver. Tell me a little bit about Ed Oliver, James. Well, he's going to be replacing a big, big player for the Bills. They lost Pro Bowler, seven-time Pro Bowler, I think. Kyle Williams, he retired. Wow. Yeah, and Ed, Ed Oliver is going to be filling his shoes. He's got big shoes to fill here. Yeah, they got a nice mix of a bunch of young, talented guys and some solid veterans. This is a top five defense. Yeah, Ed Oliver actually, I saw multiple people compare him to Ndamukong Sue in, in college. So that tells you the type of player he is. Sue is bigger, but he, he's yeah, got I the skills. Yeah, I kind of see Warren Sapp. Mm-hmm. That's what I envision. Yeah. Ed Oliver's worn. He's really the steal of this draft in my eyes. Yeah, I think he could fill the shoes of Kyle Williams a little bit, uh, pretty nicely. They also, they also signed uh, Kevin Johnson from San Francisco, who hasn't had a great career since he was selected as a first rounder in 2015. But they didn't lose any cornerbacks to make room for him, so he's just an addition, uh, addition there that could, couldn't potentially make an impact. And if not, then there's no, no cost. No harm done. So are you taking this team as your fantasy defense? Last year they weren't a great fantasy defense because they gave up a lot of rushing touchdowns. They were like the number 18th fantasy defense, I think it was. But I I think they'll be improved this year with experience and with uh, the addition of Ed Oliver. Even though Kyle Williams made a Pro Bowl last year, I think Ed Oliver could still be better. But... I think this defense is going to be better, and uh, I think they could be top top half of the league, at least. Well, one thing to consider when you're accounting for defense, this is what I like to do, is if this offense turns the ball over in bad spots and leaves the defense, you know, mm-hmm. with it a short bad, field yeah. to defend, that, and that, that makes it really tough. That happened a lot last season because Josh Allen had a lot of turnovers. So, again, the key to the defense is going to be Josh Allen's ball control. 
<laughs> so we're going right back to Josh Allen, huh? It all revolves around Josh Allen, doesn't it, Jim? Yeah. All right, well, we got some exciting new faces. This Devin Singletary. James thinks he's going to be a stud. You got Frank <laughs> Gore mixed in there. You got the old vet, LaShawn McCoy. They also have Steven Hauschka, who's a viable kicker that you could play, too, that we didn't talk about. But Yeah, you could play him, but your best bet there. We all know who that is. Uh, I'm looking at this team. Josh Allen's got room on my roster in my two-quarterback or flex league, super flex league. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, yeah, he's got possibly his body, even though he burned me last year. What about you, James? (laughs) I I was going to say that the only people I'd probably consider on this defense would be Hauschka and the defense. On the defense? Or on the whole team is Hauschka and the defense, but... What about your boy Singletary? I, he's not going to burst onto the scene, huh? No, he's got three running backs ahead of him. I think he's he'll be good at the end of the season. He's a, a waiver wire sleeper. Don't forget about these receivers, Robert Foster, Zay Jones. The other guys, Brown, Beasley, Roberts. Roberts, like I said, is more of a special team ace. He is one of the better special team players in the league. But I think... Foster and Jones, you could get something out of in a pinch. Yeah, they, Zay Jones, I think, has potential to get you some touchdowns. Yeah, I think they all have the potential to be teaser receivers, but again, it all relies on Josh Allen. That That's the big key that we keep tying back to is the production of Josh Allen is going to be what leads yeah, this team. He's definitely a work in progress. And like I said, they need to take the kick, in the kick gloves off and let this guy make plays, see what he can do. How do you see this team performing this year? I think they're going to improve. I think this defense is still good. I think Josh Allen will improve. I don't think he's going to improve drastically, but slightly. I think LaShawn McCoy will have a bounce back here. I see... Do you see 8-8? Eight eight? Let me glance at the schedule real quick here. Uh, let's say 7-9. and nine. How about that? 6-10. and ten. So. All right, yeah, that that's about where I would project them. Probably about six and ten. Right. Allen's borderline in a two quarterback in a super flex league. Uh, McCoy, he's borderline. Is and Gore borderline? Foster and Jones, no, Gore's nothing. nothing. He's over the hill. Father Time catches up with everyone. Didn't look over the hill last year. Father Time catches up with everyone, and it's caught up with Frank Gore. He almost had five yards per carry. He's more of a mentor to these young running backs. Almost had five yards per carry. And LaShawn McCoy. I think Gore Gore could be productive. I think LaShawn McCoy is going to come out of the gate slow, and Gore is going to come in and get the carries. Okay, well, that just about sums it up for this week's episode. We're... Our talk about the Buffalo Bills. Next week's Carolina, I think, yeah? Yeah, possibly. We might mix it up and go in a different order. We'll see. Bring on a surprise team to you or one of our specials. How about that, James? <laughs> Maybe. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening, and until next time. Remember to tell all your friends. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play if you enjoy. Yeah, Fantasy Breakdown. Spread the news. Yep. All right, everyone. Thank you.